This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. That's right, here we go again. Lincoln A to Z for the last time in Series 4, last time this series. We're bringing the trivial to life on Siren 107.3 FM and sirenonline.co.uk. Uh, we'll find us on the webcam too. Uh, I'm Paul Tyler, looking hungry, but then he always looks hungry. Over the other side of the desk is Johnny Hoare. Hi, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. Now then, Johnny's on the faders, so if you'd be so kind as to let us know which grid we're covering on this episode, please. My name is Paul Holder. Uh, I've lived in Lincoln for 10 years. Oh, I think Lincoln's fantastic. Right. Now then, don't look inside the team. There we go. E23. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM, E23. Johnny, could you explain to us uh, in E23, the grid that we're going to be visiting, uh, one of our randomly selected grids, what exactly is there, please? Well, basically, it's the the village of South Highcombe. So you've got uh, Meadow Lane, uh, Beck Lane, the the crossroads there, and uh, the bulk of the village of South Highcombe. Not not the bit of South Highcombe that's stuck onto North Highcombe, the separate little village. Yeah, that's right, that's right. The uh, overinflated egos. Talking about inflated egos, uh, North Highcombe. Uh, I did put something on there. Did you see that on, uh, I did, on, yes, on Facebook yeah. this week? And uh, I, I shouldn't always drag up Facebook when, uh, when at every opportunity. However, uh, I, I did say that we, we might start imposing some political sanctions to uh, to North Highcombe. And um, I think I'm quite uppity about it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we, we couldn't start that war between Cherry Willingham and Reefham that we wanted to. No. Uh, so it's kind of between us and North Highcombe now, isn't it? Yeah, just us two against North Highcombe. Yeah, anyway, we, we need to... <laughs> I don't fancy my chances. No, no. Um, so we need to move on, and uh, we need to focus, concentrate and focus to South Highcombe, proper South Highcombe, E23. Um, now, it'll come as no surprise that uh, we're quite, a, quite a lot of our grids have some kind of empty field. The thing is, we, we do describe on this programme quite a lot empty fields, and, of course, a field generally around here doesn't mean empty does it there's always something in it uh, and quite a lot of the time that's uh, farm produce and uh, Lincolnshire is responsible for a huge amount and uh, you know in a previous interview I've done someone did tell me a statistic and it's, it's more than you'd think and I can't quite I, I could just make it up couldn't I um, yeah, 87% of all food we eat in the UK is grown is <laughs> sounds grown, about right to yeah, me yeah. yeah it's grown yeah, here uh, in Lincolnshire and uh, we're very very proud of it uh, obviously there's our famous uh, sausages and we're going to we, we'll look at those a little bit later in the programme but uh, what we plan on doing um, I, we do this for every programme anyway is eat and drink our way through the programme uh, we normally do that while um, pre-recorded parts and uh, songs are playing out uh, because it's just kind of civil um, now Earlier on in the series, we, uh, we 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 felt we made a bit of a mistake because we had a curry. Uh, well, no, we didn't have a curry. That was the point of it, wasn't it? It was our V nine grid where um, we, we perhaps thought we had a curry house in it and not much else. And initially, we were quite excited by that. Then we changed our minds and said, "Well, eating on the radio, you know, it's not not much good for the end user." And uh, well, we kind of t- t- turned around and changed our minds on that because we've got a lot of uh, very exciting uh, Lincolnshire produce, uh, Johnny. Tell me what's in this mug uh, in, in, in front of me now that you've so kindly uh, brought along and brewed up and brought the milk as well. I mean, this is, I wouldn't have bothered. There's a lot of effort to go to. I There's a lot of, yeah, this, logistics yeah. and organisation yeah, in this. I this know. is um, this is tea, mm-hmm. uh, which of course isn't grown in Lincolnshire, but it's from Stokes's, which of course is a, a Lincolnshire stalwart there on the, the high bridge and got their... Um, their depot sort of round on, on Mint Lane, which is actually in one of our later grids. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, there's a Lincoln connection. It's not strictly Lincoln produce, this one, but uh, it's it's very much a, a Lincoln product. Uh, and it's a very civil way to start uh, start a programme. Uh, you and I uh, slurping tea. Lovely. 
Uh, and it is, it's very nice, this, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very nice aftertaste. It is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> tastes like tea. I was listening to uh, the BBC's College of Production, which uh, their, their podcast, uh, which was given a, a bit of a guide as to how to present a food programme. And they, they were basically saying, just don't say, oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> 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 which, you know, we're in danger of falling into. Uh, because we're always looking up, not down. You know, but uh, I, I'm going to be very honest tonight. I, you know how fussy I am, Johnny. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, for, for, for example, let's give an example. Here, I don't eat fruit, any kind of fruit. Don't ask, don't yeah. you know? Normally, yeah. when I say to people, I don't eat fruit, they say, What, not even bananas? And they go through every single fruit, and basically, I don't eat fruit. I don't eat pasta either. Pasta is a is, oh, it's the texture thing, it's awful. It's like eating plasticine. I don't know how every I mean, I've no baked beans, don't eat them. Anything like that, don't baked beans. I know, I don't eat baked beans. <laughs> God, yeah. Well, if you don't like fruit, you might have a bit of trouble later with the, the Lincolnshire plum bread, but we'll, we'll see how you get on with that. Okay, now later on in life, I've got kind of used to some dried fruit so that ah, tantrum i just right. had about people asking mm. me fruit all right yeah a bit of dried fruit things like that i will give that a go right um but it won't just be a case of us saying yeah we love that oh that tastes lovely and mm, yum yum yeah uh, it's going to be very much uh, an open and honest debate here in the studio <laughs> okay if indeed there's anything to debate <laughs> uh, but now it's time to visit that e23 grid and uh, our esteemed producer johnny to venture out of his comfort zone into that farmland and into the countryside So the sound there of, of, of children, well, I wouldn't necessarily say playing, ripping each other's hair out and throwing things at each other. And then, as if by magic, those magical people, teachers, uh, that can just point their fingers to their lips and 30-odd kids will just shut up. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful talent, witchcraft, uh, some people call it. Um, and they, they certainly uh, should be applauded for it. Well done. Uh, so South Highcombe, uh, we're in E23. Uh, we've... We've come to our, our most southerly grid, I think, or certainly uh, the one that's the, the, the furthest south uh, from anywhere we need to be. Uh, so it's near the equator, uh, but it's no warmer. Uh, and we plunked ourselves outside South Highcombe Community uh, Primary School, which is uh, it's a real nice building, real old, old-fashioned old school building with a bit of a modern extension on the end. You know, that's probably where they go to keep warm in the, in the modern bit. Uh, but a really lovely-looking uh, old-fashioned school, the kind that I uh, I went to very early on in my life. So it brings back a mixture of... Well, it's fear and terror, really. <laughs> so, South Highcombe, Johnny, is it a bit far south for you? Well, the first thing I've noticed about South Highcombe is that it's a lot further away than you think it is, um, especially when you're cycling on a, a really poor quality old bike. But yeah, I'd say the, the, the sound of the children playing was a nice, nice welcome to the area. It's good to see a village school actually still open. Most villages you go to, there'll be a, a schoolhouse, um, but it'll be called the old schoolhouse, and it'll now be somebody's own private home. Yeah, yeah, an accountant that's moved up from the south, perhaps. It's walking now past uh, St Michael and All Angels uh, Church at South Highcombe, Meadow Lane. Meadow Lane, this is going to lead us out to a meadow, I'm sure. Uh, now, Johnny, what can you hear? Birds. Yeah, yeah, birds, exactly. Now, this is where... Um, on other grids, West Parade, quite specifically, you've talked about the feel and the love of the people and the noise and the hustle and bustle, perhaps, of, of living in the town centre. That noise is, is something I, uh, that, that, you know, you just become immune to after a while. The noise out here of these birds, I'm never going to get sick of that. Um, I think I could. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's just boring, isn't it? You know, we're standing here <laughs> in the middle of this village. There's nothing here. There's no people around. There's no nothing to look at. You know, we've got to make a ninety-minute program about this. There's no tear. <laughs> now that kind of thinking, Johnny. Radio that doesn't stop Radio Four. Radio Four have a thing called Tweet of the Day. I don't know if you've ever seen this. There's a podcast for it. Uh, I've not downloaded it yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure I will do when I run out of uh, Desert Island Discs to go through. And uh, they have different sounds of different birds. Right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to steal some of those. Uh, I'm going to bring some bird sounds into the studio. And if you remember back to our Burton village when there was nothing there either, <laughs> what we did is we made a pointless game out of uh, guessing apple trees and whether, whether they were genuinely apple named, named for apple trees. Uh, and I did, uh, I can't remember, did I do very well at that? Uh, I think you did all right, yeah. yeah. More by luck than judgment. As, as I live my life by. And uh, the prizes for those were, of course, apples, uh, which I don't eat. So <laughs> we're going to do this with, with birds, 
and uh, I'm going to bring uh, I'm going to bring some bird noises in. You've got to uh, identify those bird noises, and the prize uh, will be something very special indeed. I suppose I, I keep mentioning another grids because, <laughs> as uh, as Johnny quite rightly says, there isn't much here, uh, which is, is no doubt part of the attraction for it for many people. Uh, but the feel, the feel of it is that I, I, I like it here. I like being here actually in winter time. This is the time we've, we, we've come to it, it's winter time. Uh, it's a nice fresh day and crisp. You can see uh, farmers and uh, tractor drivers out uh, busy. Well, busy keeping is all fed really. But the, the feel I've got so far is very much one of, again, we get this when we go out into the villages, keep out. Uh, and it, I think we've talked about this before. That, that, there's a notice there, private property keep out there, there, there are no dogs. So they're telling people not to walk their dogs on, on this bit of land. Um, what happened first, the chicken or the egg? Did, did, you know, have lots of dogs been coming and, and doing their business in this field? So you need to put a notice up, you know, maybe that's the case. Or maybe they just don't want anyone on their land, which is you know, probably right and correct. Uh, but, you know, keep off the grass, keep off this, keep off that. Uh, keep out, stop doing this, stop doing that. That's, that's generally the, the, the feel I'm getting here. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, we're, as usual, we venture out into the countryside, and uh, Johnny, well, you, you're always sceptical, aren't you, when you uh, you leave the uh, the comfort and the hustle and bustle, and yeah. the, uh, the the excitement and adventure uh, of the city uh, to the peace and quiet, uh, the place I love in the countryside. Now, um, let's. Uh, they do, what, what happened there was uh, we heard the bird noise, uh, and you said you could get sick of that bird noise. Yeah, uh, very easily. And and so we uh, we we set up. Uh, a game and a quiz um, for you, Johnny Lee Hoare, to guess some bird sounds. Now, the bird sounds are uh, programmed in uh, to the Myriad system, the Myriad playout system here at Siren FM. And before you, in front of you, there is some Lincolnshire sausage roll. Now, we, there's no point in taste testing this uh, as, as we're going to later on with some other foods uh, because we know we like this. Let's face it, the first series of Lincoln A to Z was all about us trying to find sausage rolls and it's not changed that much since. Uh, now, I went out to um, Doddington Hall. We're okay to mention place names here, aren't we? You know, we, we so, can yeah. say, oh, yeah, other yeah. Doddington Halls are available. They we, are, we yeah. know that, you know. Mm. You, we always underestimate the listener, I think, when we say that. So um, I went out to Doddington Hall, a place that uh, it was very much out of my comfort zone. This, this, this is a place where uh, people go and shop in their, in their farm shop uh, that maybe think that Waitrose is a little bit down, <laughs> down market. Uh, and it is tremendous, a wonderful place. We've got a bit more produce coming up from there later on in the program uh, that I also purchased. And uh, well, I bought three Lincolnshire sausage rolls, cooked them in the oven uh, this afternoon. Uh, I bought one for you, uh, one for my lovely wife, and one for me. And, and the idea was I was going to uh, leave uh, my wife with one this evening. She could chomp through it. And uh, uh, anyway, what happened was uh, we ate them this afternoon. <laughs> right. you, you know what it's like when that, that cooking smell, you know, and the yeah, smell of yeah. it all. She's got the mouth watering, and um, there's one left. Basically, it's in front of you. Okay. Um, I could just give you that and say, "Here you go, Johnny." But where would be the fun in that? Three bird noises for you, right? Uh, so if you'd like, uh, and you're going to win a piece of sausage roll for each of that. Uh, it's fifty-fifty. I'm going to give you two options uh, for each bird noise. Now, if you could uh, push bird sound one, please. Okay, bird sound one. Yes. Uh, I'll let you hear that again. Okay, now then, using your expert knowledge of bird sounds, is that a finch or a starling? I've, I've literally no idea. Well, of course you have. Um, That's the point of it. Come on. A, a, a finch? Yes, yes, you're right. Yes. Right. Oh, brilliant. I'll get yes. a bit of sausage yes. roll yes. in there. Yes, you do, okay. yep. Can I cram this in my mouth now? Uh, well, you can do, but do you remember that time I was live on stage mm. uh, and I'd bitten into that pork pie and I had to introduce, they had to introduce the next act. There was nowhere to hide and it sounded terrible. Mm. See? Too late. Very much like you are now. Mm. You sound terrible. You know, you could have waited for the next record. Uh, you greedy, greedy so-and-so. Cool. Let's move on to sound two. Um, okay, go for it. Mm, cheeky one. Okay. And again. Right. Is that a nightingale or a magpie? Mm. Magpie? Nope. Yes. Oh, okay. So I don't get that bit. Of no, no, right? I get that bit. You I get, that get bit? yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass it over. Yeah, pass, that over. pass it over. Okay, right now, now oh, I'm going to I'm going to maintain professionalism here mm. and wait until it's time to introduce the next song before I jump into that. Okay, okay right, last one. Sound number three. Now this is my favourite sound. I love this sound. I want it to be played as often as possible. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Now one that's more time. Okay. 
I like that one. Yeah, I wouldn't get tired of that one. No, 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 no. Believe me, uh, no one in my house while I've been preparing this is no. tired of that. Okay, is that A, a swan, or B, a peacock? Ooh, I'd say a peacock. Oh, you're right. Well done. Hey. Okay, right. So I get the last bit of sausage roll? Yeah, you roll? get the last bit. So there's two so bits so of sausage roll. I've got two-thirds yeah. of a sausage yeah. I was meant to get an entire sausage roll anyway. I know, I know. So even though I've got two questions right, I'm still coming off worse on this it's, deal. Exactly. It's the sacrifices you have to make uh, for making uh, just above average radio. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Now, it's time to discover the past of our E23 grid with Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives. A brief glance at this grid square, which stands just outside the ever-spreading suburban sprawl of North Highcombe, shows many of the requisite features of the peaceful rural village picturesque church, primary school, manor house, winding lanes, farms and fields. Sadly, the present-day tranquillity of one of these fields was shattered over 70 years ago when it bore witness to a tragic event in Lincoln's wartime history. On the 15th of September 1941, two of the RAF's Avro Manchester bombers were returning on a non-operational flight from Haverig Airfield back to RAF Waddington. One of the aircraft had been undergoing essential repairs for a serious fault with a hydraulic system. The other contained the ground crew, who'd been specially flown up from RF Waddington to undertake the repairs. With the first of the aircraft safely landed, the second plane was circling above South Highcombe, preparing to come into Waddington Air Base. At ten minutes past six in the evening, witnesses on the cliff at Waddington reported seeing the second plane suddenly nosedive into a field near St Michael's Church and burst into a ball of flames. All ten members of the crew on board were killed instantly. Many of the men were in their late teens or early twenties, and several of them are buried in Waddington. So what causes to happen? Standard procedure was that no one was to be in the nose when landing one of these planes. On that fateful night, had the plane stalled because the crew on board had moved towards the rear as it was preparing to land? In fact, the Avro Manchester had a poor reputation for reliability. It was initially designed under specifications by the Air Ministry, which required a bomber that could carry a load greater than £8,000 over 2,000 miles, and to be able to dive-bomb at an angle of up to 30 degrees. In 1940, the Avro Manchester was cleared for service with 207 Squadron at Waddington. From the start, however, the aircraft was beset with engine problems, such as engine failures, and these often occurred during operations, resulting in regular losses which eventually began to affect the morale of the squadron. By 1942, even though they were taking part in regular bombing raids over Germany, carrying bomb loads of up to £8,000, they were already being replaced by the more reliable Lancasters, the last one taking part in a raid over Bremen in the summer of 1942. Now the fields are peaceful once again, with nothing on the ground to remind us of that terrible evening, although within the ground itself, ammunition rounds from the onboard machine guns have since been found. Oh, thanks as always uh, to Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives uh, for uh, well uh, sh- showing some light on you know what seemingly is an empty field when we uh, when we go out there. Of course, there's uh, the produce and things like that that are grown in that field, but uh, everywhere we go uh, around here is steeped in history. Uh, it's not as uh, as flat and lacklustre uh, as uh, well those people over the Trent would have us believe. Uh, okay, right, you're looking A to Z on Siren 107.3. Time to uh, taste some more food now um, and drink. Now I have. Uh, Samphire. Uh, so in our uh, previous episode to this, out at Greetwell Hall Farm, uh, we asked some people from, uh, you're probably from Lincoln If Facebook group, and also It's About Lincoln, uh, about Lincolnshire produce. Quite a few people got in touch and said Samphire. Uh, Johnny, were you familiar with Samphire before we, uh, we we asked that question? I'd never heard of it, and you know, I like to think I'm fairly up on, on Lincolnshire produce. Yeah, yeah. Never heard of it before, and I'm very excited to try it, actually. I like trying new food. Yeah, yeah, you do. Unlike me, I, I, I kind of uh, wince at this kind of thing. However, mm. uh, Samphire, uh, the, uh, the, the the little the little tag, when I went out to Doddington Hall, Johnny, there's a little tag, and it says Samphire is a sea vegetable, grows abundantly on the shorelines in marshy shallows, uh, and on the salty mud flats. Now, I am, I'm not exactly sure, but I would say this is, is it out of season? I think the, the season for this kind of thing is July uh, and August, so I don't know if this is exactly locally uh, locally sought after. Um, and, uh, and well, let, let's without further ado, without further ado, Johnny, uh, if you could just wait, could you describe what it looks like for us? Um, it, it kind of looks like skinny asparagus. Doesn't it's it? Exactly it's, it's what it is. Yes, yeah. it is described as poor man's asparagus. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, although the price I'd pay for that, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure. How is, is, is asparagus particularly pricey? I've, I've no idea. I don't, I don't really yeah, shop yeah. in the <laughs> <Dude>. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the time I've known you, I've no, I didn't know that. Did you not? No, I didn't. 
Anyway, right. Right, let's try. Chomp on it, see what you think. Now, earlier on, nice, uh, earlier on tonight, I, I, mm. I, what I did is I fried that up in a bit of butter. Again, I think it was a lady called Marion. Thank you very much. I uh, hope I got your name right there. From You're probably from Lincoln If on Facebook. And uh, and she's always lovely. Uh, fried up in a bit of butter. Uh, I tried a bit there. It was a bit raw early. And it was, it, that was okay. But uh, I'm not exactly sure if I've made it worse or not. I ain't no Jamie Oliver. Um, can you stop hogging all that now, Johnny? Could you mm. pass uh, you some pass them over? This, this happened in our kitchen earlier tonight. I called mm. our eldest over and said, hey, try a bit of that, thinking she wouldn't mm. like it. Because, you know, you look at that. You know, it's, it's, it's no chocolate bar, is it? You know, <laughs> It's not the most beautiful thing, is it? No. no, 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 it's not. But it is it's really nice. It's got a lovely taste to it. Yes. It's a lovely aftertaste as well, hmm. but obviously very, very sol- salty. <laughs> you see, this is the problem with presenting <laughs> and eating at the same time. Although Radio 4 do it, so we can get away with it. Yeah. Um, and that was illustrated, the, the the salt taste and things like that. That was illustrated uh, from a previous grid of ours, which I think was uh, V5, uh, which was just uh, Greetwell, when we went out to Greetwell, the place with the curry house we should have gone. And um, and Joe, in her history there, talked about the, uh, the the main reason that road was there was because of the uh, the price of salt and things like that coming out there, salt fleet being all these things that, that lead out to the Skegness. And, uh, and obviously, this is the taste we're tasting now, is the, uh, the taste of trading of the past, Johnny, the things that preserve uh, all the meat for the Roman soldiers. It's delicious. Yeah. It's very nice. It's been described as a seaweed-flavoured spinach, which um, that kind of goes some way to describing it. I think That's spot on. Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying it's been described, let's uh, let's, take let's say that we describe it. Yeah, like that. yeah. It, it tastes like seaweed-flavoured spinach to oh, me. I was just about to say that. Mm. Okay. Now we also have a, a drink. We've moved on from tea. Yes. Mm. Um, now there is beer to come, but we know. I'm just going to move this one. I'll stop eating with the mouthful. <laughs> um, we do know that. Uh, well. You know, beer in a studio, in a radio studio, the, the, the two just don't go together. So we're saving that for later on in the programme because, uh, well, uh, amongst mine and Johnny's history, there was once a time when uh, we'd had a production meeting uh, over the road in the Shed Pub and then we came back to record a voiceover uh, in Studio 1B here at the Siren FM studios and that was the longest recording session known to man. Uh, it started in 2010 and finished sometime just before the Olympics in 2012, I believe. Uh, so we're leaving that, uh, leaving the, uh, the small amounts of beer we brought in here to taste uh, until... Later on, so uh, cordial. We're drinking cordial. We're washing down the um, the sh- uh, chamfer with some kind of cordial, which I've had to attack <laughs> with a pen knife uh, because we neither of us could open the lid. No, no, it, it got stuck shut, and uh, like a couple of weaklings we are, we couldn't get it open. But uh, it's uh, Beaver Fruit Farms or Belvoir, if, if you're not from around these parts and you mm-hmm. don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> raspberry and rose cordial. Uh, now uh, Beaver Fruit Farms is out near Grantham, so very much a Lincolnshire product. Um, and apparently it's a uh, pressed juice, Turkish rose extract, and no preservatives in this. Mm. And it's, it's quite pleasant, isn't it? And that is absolutely lovely. Mm. Uh, going from a BBC Radio uh, College of Production, not just to describe the thing, but it is, it's the, uh, uh, for someone who's not very keen on fruit, although I do like juices and things like that, uh, that is a really high end. It's uh, very tasty. You can, uh, you can certainly taste the raspberry in there. It's really nice. Uh, well done. Um, uh, so, uh, what, the Link- so what's the connection to Lincolnshire with that, Johnny? Where's that from? It's from Grantham. Oh, um, yep. okay. Beaver Fruit Farm, Grantham. Wow, well done. Uh, now we've got that bottle jammed open, so we're going to have to finish that off, aren't we? Because uh, we can't really tran- you can't transport that home. No, no, we're going to have to finish it now, aren't we? Yeah, that's well a done. shame. Oh, never mind. Lincoln A to Z E23. It's time to go back to our E23 grid now, where you'll find Johnny and I in a rambling mood. Now, one of the reasons I I like this, uh, like coming out to the countryside so much, is the uh, the open space, and we've just reached the very bottom of the grid, uh, just where the start of the public footpath uh, can lead you back uh, back out into the bottom end of North Highcombe. And it uh, looks like a nice walk. We can't do all of it because our grid stops it a little bit, but we're definitely going to go uh, and have a bit of a ramble, uh, a bit of a check out here. But the view from beyond here is now Lincolnshire. You can see the farming and arable land. Uh, that feeds us all. Uh, that uh, you know, we're all going to have on our roast dinners and that kind of thing. Uh, and it's really, really nice. This is. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very pleased that we came out here now. Um, this is a, a lovely sight to see. So let's go for. Uh, let's go for a ramble, Johnny. Uh, just as we we head out into the middle of a field, uh, can't see any any bulls. About to charge at us, which is always the the feeling you get when you're walking through somewhere. This is basically someone else's field, although we have got right of way sign over there saying public footpath, uh, and I know my rights. Uh, but a uh, lady in the edge of a garden there, uh, just uh, 
well, we're spoiling her view now. She was just looking out on this uh, nice view. Uh, and now she can see a couple of clans from the local radio station. Um, East Midlands radio station of the year, albeit uh, interrupting and spoiling her view. She doesn't seem too very happy about that. I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just because it's good fun. Johnny, have you ever considered a career as a farmer? <laughs> well, um, I mean, my granddad was a farmer, a proper farmer out in uh, the wilds of Lincolnshire. And when I was a kid, he I think he tried to get me into it a little bit. He gave me a little patch of land uh, on the farm that he, he worked on. Obviously, he didn't own it, but uh, he was a farm labourer. Uh, but he gave me a patch of land and some seeds and things and said well you plant that tend it uh i think i kept it up for about a fortnight <laughs> and then he ended up covered in um you know weeds so uh yeah I, I, I think my farming career began and ended there really well i, I spent holidays on a farm uh, my uncle's farm in, uh, in leamington spa in warwickshire uh, and it was no it was just lovely exciting times riding around on tractors combine harvesters all that kind of thing i had the whole britannia set of, uh, of toys, oh, yeah. uh, the big combine harvester tractors, etc., putting the trailers on and the bales of hay and all that kind of thing. So it's certainly, it's in my blood. And I just look at the far, I just look at that guy just gone past us in the tractor and he's in there, his nice warm cab, radio on. Uh, I could do, I could drive around in a tractor all day. Occasionally you're going to have to get out and hook things on, aren't you? Yeah. And you're going to have to drive in a straight line, especially when you're ploughing a field. But I don't know, I can feel a career change coming on. The one thing I did really like about the countryside and my granddad's farm was the haystacks. Uh, oh, I used to course, love climbing yeah. up the haystacks. Uh, you know, using them as like giant Lego, basically moving them around, building up little uh, towers and things. And I would then climb up them and jump off them and pretend to be Colt Seavers from the Fall Guy. <laughs> so if you remember the opening titles to that show, there was a bit where he'd fall down in some hay, and the, the the theme music said "Hey hey" as he fell into the hay. It was very clever. Um, and so I would recreate that moment over and over again on Sundays with my grandpa's film. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay, hay, hay. I'm a jumping up and drawbridge. Just taking a stroll back now into the, uh, into the centre of the grid. We find ourselves at the village notice board and uh, we usually avoid these things because reading out parish notices, I mean, you know. But the South Highcombe Parish Council, they put their fi financial statement up for year ending the 31st of March uh, 2013. And I'm no accountant, as you well know. Uh, anyone who meets me, that is blindingly obvious. Uh, total income, £12,331.51. Um, total expenditure, 6000 124 pounds and four pence in the region of about five or six thousand pounds difference there where is that money what's it doing and did it all go on the christmas knees up yeah i wonder where they get that income that's quite a lot isn't it although it has to be said the uh the parish clerks are getting four thousand two hundred of it so that's that's quite lucrative isn't it just to sit there and make some notes yeah. i've always imagined people did it just as a voluntary thing oh, i think i should look into becoming a parish clerk mm -hmm. The second highest amount spent for the financial year of 2012-2013 was on stationery and postages. £649 spent on letters and stamps. I mean, well, you and I nick that kind of thing from work, don't oh, we? Absolutely, but, yeah. but uh, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of paper, isn't it? So if our visitors told us anything, uh, it's told us that we need to set up a stationery shop in South Highcombe and that maybe being a clerk might be a nice, lucrative sideline um johnny you can uh, you can do that i'll set up the stationery shop you can be the clerk okie dokie hmm. uh, which i think as always sums up our, our personalities uh, very well and uh, I, I really enjoyed our time in uh, in our e23 grid uh, and so much so i've actually been out there uh, since then as well uh, i took our eldest out there to go and have a look around and show her around because I, I really like it um and uh, she really liked it too Mm. Uh, although I think she might have agreed with you on one thing about the uh, ostentatiousness of one house uh, in particular, but uh, uh, <laughs> we'll leave that well alone now. Then back to the food that we have uh, here in the studio, uh, and instead of eating uh, while the uh, the tractor plane or, or pre-recorded items are on, uh, where you can hear us munching uh, for your listening pleasure right now, Johnny. What do we have next, please? 
Okay, uh, well, in this bit we've got some hastelet and some stuffed chine, so we'll do the hastelet first. Okay. Now, I, I was struggling last week to describe what hastelet yeah, was, so right. I looked it up on Wikipedia. And it's apparently a, a type of pork loaf mm-hmm. flavoured with sage. And it says very specifically, we had a bit of a discussion last week about whether it's hastelet or as- hazlet. Yes, we did, yes. Uh, and ac- according to Wikipedia, um, it's hastelet in Lincolnshire, but hazlet in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So anyone who says hazlet, Ain't actually from round. It's a bit like that you can you can use yeah. it to trick them like that great escape bit. You know, you find out whether they're really Lincolnshire or not. Okay, I'm going to do that. Mm. <laughs> I will be trying people out without working things. Uh, now you've mm. been desperately trying to uh, make me stop and not taste test this. Yeah. Uh, until now, you gave me two slices here, didn't you? Now while that mm. last segment was on, I've eaten one and a half of those slices. Okay. Uh, I already know that I really really like uh, <laughs> hastelet, and uh, but the description now of a loaf uh, is, yeah. is the absolutely perfect description of it because I think a lot of the time previously I've only been uh, uh, getting it in super markets, things like that, so it comes all sliced up. Uh, recently, uh, courtesies and things like that, and certainly I don't, I don't know where you got this one from, uh, but you get that crusty edge around the outside, so it's, it's, it's you know, you get that edge like a loaf, uh, it's baked in like a loaf, I, I suppose, uh, with loads of different ingredients, and, and with this particular type here you've got, Johnny, the, the, the particles are large, really large, and not too yeah, spicy yeah. either. Sometimes taste it can be very, very spicy, uh, can really put off um, you know, sort of young children, that kind of thing. This is absolutely uh, delicious, and it's not going to last long in front of me. Mm. Was there? You, very, you, I was too busy eating then to, right, okay. to reply to you. Okay, now it was very good. What they didn't say on the BBC's uh, mm. College of Production website about presenting food programmes was not to stuff your face <laughs> with the, with a huge amount. Uh, like okay, a small you, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, you see that size I've got in front of me there? Mm. Like, size, size of maybe two peas, Johnny. Just yeah, yeah. But there, you still talk then. I'll try and stick with that. Well, you're supposed to be the producer. Right <laughs> what have you got next? <laughs> okay, so our, our second uh, speciality meat mm. is uh, stuffed chine, which okay. uh, you'd never heard of last week, I seem to remember. No, absolutely not. No, no. My ignorance knows no bounds. No, what it is, it is it's salted neck chine of a pig taken from between the shoulder blades. So is this ham? So essentially, yeah. Salted for up to 10 months. Uh, and stuff with parsley. How have they got the patience for that? It's like brewing your own beer at home, is it? How have you got it's the patience for that? It's a long time, isn't it? Uh, stuff with parsley and other ingredients, mm-hmm. but nobody really knows what the other ingredients are. Different butchers use different ingredients, and they tend to keep them secret. So quite what's in this one. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you how I've, uh, how I've attacked this and how I've gone about it. Mm. So I thought I'd go for the meat first, because the green stuff looks um, like it shouldn't be there. It, it almost looks look odd, doesn't it? It, it does almost look like mould. Why, why would you? I mean, the, the, the meat I've just tasted is absolutely delicious. Why would you want to improve on that? Why would you want to add anything to it? You know, you're going to have some, mm. you're going to have something like that on the side of your plate next to it, aren't you? Not, not here. So I'm about to eat some of the. Uh, I'm going to describe this as green stuff. It's very. Give it a try. It's okay. very, very nice. Hang on. on. Hang on. Go on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You get yeah, it. I now, now it I get it. All goes together, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, it does. Mm. Well done. Do you, do you know how long they've been doing this kind of thing? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's a very old traditional Lincolnshire thing, stuff chine. It is, and the amount of people that put it on there. So uh, in our previous programme, uh, we, uh, we we asked people on, uh, you're probably from Lincoln If, and it's about Lincoln, and uh, uh, people were stuffed chine. You remember the exclamation marks, Johnny? Stuffed chine. You've got to have <laughs> stuffed chine. And, um, yeah, there's quite a lot here, isn't there? I'm going to, uh, mm. Yeah, and um, I, I imagine what it probably came from was the fact that the the, uh, the chine of the pig, I'm imagining, is probably not the, the best cut of the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd imagine this is something that farm workers, farm labourers, maybe they were they were able to they were allowed to keep that bit of the pig, or you know, it was the bit of the pig that they couldn't sell on quite so easily. So uh, that's probably why they ended up having it. It is, and looking at it, I mean, the way it's uh, the way it's delivered, there's an awful amount of fat uh, in and around it, isn't mm, there? You know, it's so. my favourite bit, though. Is it? Mm, yeah. Well, I, I'm one of these people that cuts it off. Really? I am, yeah, I've got my little pen knife here. I'm going to cut that off. You can have that. Hmm. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. So the sound of the bells of Lincoln Cathedral can mean only one thing. It's time. A question of Lincoln, and uh, straight into it this week, Johnny. I think you should go first. Yeah, I'll go first this time. Nice, uh, easy one for you. Splendid. We're talking all about food we today, are. and um, you know, as we discussed, it's a big part of Lincolnshire. Apparently, uh, one in ten working people in Lincolnshire work in the food industry. It's quite a staggering statistic, mm, and it's not you. one that I've made up. As well. <laughs> That's actually true. That <laughs> unlike, unlike my statistic, <laughs> um, yeah, we could play that UB40 song, couldn't we? Anyway, carry on. Yeah, uh, according to a report by the National Farm Workers Union. The price of food in supermarkets has risen by 8.5% since 1998. But how much of the prices paid to farmers for that produce changed over that same period? Oh, oh, oh. 
So is it A, have they risen by 8.5% in line with those supermarket prices? Uh, well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> of course they have. Just like we're all getting an 11% pay rise this year, Johnny. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it B, they've risen by just 1%? Or is it C, they've fallen by 9% since 1998? <laughs> 10 seconds, your time starts now. Okay, right now, I think uh, you're using this to try and make a point. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who would do such a thing. I've ne- certainly never done anything like that in the past. No, no. Um, so I'm going to say uh, C, they've fallen. You reckon they've fallen by 9%? You're absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Price of food up by nearly 9%. The amount paid to the people that actually grow it, fallen by 9%. Make of that what you will. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Perhaps it's not our exact point to comment there, uh, but maybe that stinks a little. Right, Johnny, I'm going to turn things a bit more light-hearted here. We're in the table programme. We're not Jeremy Vine. No. Good point, though. <laughs> As you know, very soon, I'll be huffing and a-puffing my way around the streets of the Lincoln 10K. Um, whose idea was it now for us to enter the Lincoln 10K? Whose idea was it for both of us to enter the Lincoln 10K, Johnny? Just, just tell me that. Uh, I think that was my idea. Your idea. Now, we were both going to do it. I'm going to be running, and you are taking the role of spectator. Um, Now, that's not really leading me anywhere. I just wanted to have a good old moan at you. Uh, My my eldest, she's been training as well along for the children's race, uh, which is going to happen the day before. Uh, Now, she's been training hard and committing herself, and I'm very proud, unlike a certain radio producer, I'm very proud of her. Um, Now, my question of you, my question of you, my question of why we started on the Boozer. My question of linking to you, Johnny Leehaw, is what distance is that children's race? Is it A, 2.8 kilometres, B, 2.7 kilometres, or C, 2.5 kilometres? Ten seconds. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. I know, I don't. I know. The only thing that's going through your mind right now is why on earth didn't they just make it two and a half or three? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, I don't know. I'm going to go C. Uh, no, you're incorrect. <coughs> I've got there in the end. Yeah, well done. Um, no, it's 2.8. 2.8. Yeah. Well, that's a fair distance, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, she's doing, she's doing very, very well. It's one of these things where we're, we're training around the park and I feel like a pushy parent. You know, we have people looking, looking at you and I'm there running alongside her. But uh, very, very, you know, very, very quickly, she's left me behind and she's sprinting off. She's doing fantastic. Lincoln, A to Z dot co dot UK. Uh, okay, so um, up until now, I mean, at the top of the show, I sort of said, oh, I bet, you know, I'm a bit fussy. Uh, up until now, everything's been going my way. Um, I think things are about to take a turn for the worse because you've handed me, uh, what? Again, people with their exclamation marks on on the Facebook were all saying, plum bread, exclamation mark, plum bread, it's amazing. This to me just looks like it looks like it would have been a nice bit of bread were it not for all the dried fruit inside of it. <laughs> it's lovely and it's very much a, a Lincolnshire thing. Uh, it's a lot of dried fruit. They're sorry to crash your vocal here, Johnny, but it's a lot of... If, if I eat a scone and it's got just a few raisins in it and stuff, I can cope with that. Mm. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm dealing with it. This is it's, it's more dried fruit than bread, which is kind of the wrong the wrong kind of balance for me. You reckon? Yeah. It's, well, you know, just just give it a go. Okay. Just try it. See what you think. Okay. Well, you've handed it to me like a sandwich, and you get all. Yeah. Oh no, you can you can separate it out. It's two oh, separate slices. Well, I've got you the end. Eat it like that. Oh, there got, you go. I've got the end. Of the ah, end is always good, isn't it? It is. Did yeah. you mean to do that or? No, 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 no you didn't. You, I, I wanted. You that, wanted but, the end for yourself. Yeah, it's this side of the desk now. So uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, right here goes. Mm. You liking it? Mm. You, you look a bit undecided. It's a, do you know what I'm? It tastes like Christmas cake, not Christmas cake, wedding cake. Hmm. Here's me telling you off, Johnny, for eating too much. Um, <laughs> it, it feels like there should be some icing on it. If there was some icing on that, I could put up with it more. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, see, what you really need with it is cheese, and I believe you bought some cheese. Oh, in, yes, so I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to try it with cheese to do it justice. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, what happened was I went on to uh, uh, a loan site, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I got myself um, in heavily in debt to get ourselves uh, some locally uh, produced cheese. Uh, now, again, a lot of people... Uh, you're doing in front of the microphone this, Johnny. A lot of people uh, said, you could go for the one nearest to you first. Oh, well, Why okay, yeah. would you not do that? <laughs> right, okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, that is Lincolnshire poacher cheese. Uh, you just mm. put that on your plum bread. So you, you're, no, not tr- yeah. you're, you're not trying the cheese without the plum bread. You already know what plum bread tastes like. Here, mm. on, have another bit. Go on, grab a, grab a bit there. Just on um, its own, okay. Yeah, just on its own. All right. Uh, because, uh, again, I think, I think this is really, really nice. Uh, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. it is. It's, it's kind of, it's like a cheddar, but a lot, lot better, isn't it? It's, you know, it's, uh, much more to it, more depth to it. 
And uh, there we go. Oh, crikey. There. I almost you sounded... You almost like you knew what you were talking about. about. I know. I know. Depth. Brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant. Right, okay. So, uh, cheese number two, Johnny. Cheese number two. Okay. Uh, is the one in the middle, which you, uh, you've got all right. your finger marks oh, all yeah. over now. Okay. Uh, right. so, uh, so, I should try this on its own, you reckon, first. Uh, yeah. Now, this is uh, Dan Buster. Um, and it comes uh, in a huge black wax... Uh, which uh, our eldest told me about earlier, and I didn't have time to Google because, let's mm. face it, I don't know anything without it. And uh, I, I'm assuming that's there to, to preserve it, you know, so you're not using, well, cling film or glad wrap or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, uh, but it, it does. The lady behind the counter did explain that, you know, sometimes you get these little black marks, and you see there, Johnny's little black mark inside the cheese that comes yeah. from the wax. Now, obviously, you have to sort of chisel it out a bit, but sometimes she has to explain to people that, no, that's not mould. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just the way it comes. So uh, so what do you think of this? Because I, I, I've, I've had a quick try of these. I, I know I really like them. I'm... I'm going to try it while the next record's playing I'll try a bit with, with the plum bread I think yeah, yeah, see how that yeah, goes yeah. that might be the icing on the cake for me the, the, the thing I desire to add to plum bread to make it more palatable that's very very good yeah I mean I think I'd, I'd still put the poacher first I think and this, this second if, if we're ranking these which I assume uh, we are well why not let's, let's go for it yeah, yeah why not uh, we do like, a, we do like a, a pointless table and yeah. a top ten oh, and very uh, good. we have one the more now one. I'm okay. this final one now I'm following this now on Twitter Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, Coat Hill Red. And um, so what do you think? Now, this is one I haven't tried yet because I've, right, only, right. I've only just got it out of its package. Uh, so what do you think to that? It's very it's interesting texture. Okay. Now, if you were to go to at Coat Hill Cheese, um, I don't think it's the actual cheese itself that does the tweeting. It must be the people that make it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can, you, can, you can follow those and find out uh, uh, where to get it from. Now, what do, what do you think about that? Because that, to me, uh, when I was chopping it, it looks a little bit harder than the others. It is, yeah, and it kind of... Um, what kind of flavour have you got there? Oh, oh, you're asking me now, aren't you? I am, yeah, because I've been listening to Radio 4, so what kind of flavour do you have there, Johnny? I'm not very good at describing flavours, that's the trouble. Okay, it's, right. just, it's just well, cheese. You talk for a second, and I'll shove some in my mouth and see what happens. Hmm. It's very nice cheese. Mm -hmm. I say, a bit of an, an odd texture to it. It is. Not unpleasant, though. It seems like... It, oh, I'll tell you what, what's happening here. Hmm. It feels hard in your hand, and it feels hard when you put it in your mouth. And then, mm. when you get it in there, it melts it in your mouth, melt. and it That's falls right, apart, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Um, because unlike the Dan, the Dan Buster, where it is, it's kind of creamy, and you're expecting it to mm. uh, uh, to be creamy. That oh, the, the price I paid for this little sample, though, Johnny, is for. <laughs> I mean, you know, crikey. Uh, okay, right. Uh, what are we going to do next? We're going to try some beers we're now. Try some beer, yeah, we're it's it's late in the now. day. Uh, yeah, now, yeah. obviously, um, drink responsibly. Uh, unlike, uh, well, let's just say the breakfast show in the morning here on Siren. They're uh, well, they're either. Still drunk from the night before or, you know, just topping up again. Mm. Uh, but uh, here on Lincoln 87, we like to do things a little bit more responsibly. So we've got some small samples of locally brewed beer. Uh, again, we've we got a lot of recommendations from your probably from Lincoln if on this. And we, uh, we'll, we'll thank those. So what's, what's in my cup here, Johnny? What, now, the beer thing. You know, I mean, you know, I'm no stranger to a drink, but you know I like fizzy lager. Yes. The things that are surrounding us tonight, and there's, there's a couple of bottles of it. It looks like you're going to need a knife and fork to it. Um, you're wearing the appropriate beard. I'm not. Um, I think I'm probably a bit too young for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only about six months older. Uh, exactly. But I think in that six months, I think mm, this is what happens, happens to you. Yeah, this yeah, is what happens yeah. to you. Yeah. That's true. No, um, the first one we've got here is uh, Blue Bell Brewery, which is a uh, Spalding in Lincolnshire. Mm -hmm. uh, this particular one is called Old Honesty, and it's described as a, a bottle-conditioned beer. Brewed using only premium ingredients, including Maris Otter Malt and four hop varieties. The combination of which give this beer its distinctive flavour and aroma. Okay, now, uh, taste testing, would you taste test this like a wine and spit it out, would you? Or would you. Uh, oh, I certainly wouldn't spit it out. Uh, no, 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 we'll not be doing any of that. But uh, no. so just to, I'm going to smell it first. Now, the smell, it, it smells like uh, the shandies I would drink at the Electric Club in Sleaford when I was about 11 years, <laughs> 11 years old. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it brings back a nice memory. I used to play, used to play pool there, it was lovely. But. Oh, that's harsh. Isn't that harsh? <laughs> it's lovely. You never like that? No. Really? Uh, have, an, have another drink. You, um, you've wetted your palate now. Mm. Mm. Try again. It's until it... See, I like the smell of it, which is, which is part and parcel of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's the points while you're drinking it and after I'm drinking it that <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not keen. It's, sometimes with wine and, th and, and some other things, though, it does take me quite a while to get, get into it. Uh, but... You see, why Why would you go through a process where things are going to take a while to get to get a drink it? Because ultimately you get the reward, you know. Yeah, but I get from, from a, to those from a fizzy can of multi-purpose lager, <laughs> I get that straight away. Bing, bang, boom, big bosh. You know exactly where you stand each and every time. 
Well, this is something that comes with age. In about three months from now, you'll suddenly <laughs> see the light and you'll be growing a beard and joining camera. And I know, yeah. you, well, you know, it's funny because uh, it, it, very early on, very early on in uh, uh, in my drinking career, shall we say, uh, you used to be, you know, when you try to go into a pub, you used to order this kind of thing. Uh, to make you look older, didn't you? You know, so we would drink. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, terrible. And then you know, once you turn eighteen, you've got ID and things like that. And then you can uh, uh, you can get your uh, your Australian fizzy log. Uh, but uh, right, okay, we're going to try another one here, Johnny. Am I going to? Let's go for an yeah. If you open right, it up, okay, I'm gonna, live, I'm, live I'm, on the radio. Right, okay, so we, we've, we've, we've specially mic'd up uh, this bottle of beer, <laughs> haven't we? We've put uh, a mic across, Johnny. If you could uh, explain what's going on. Yeah. Now uh, Paul is opening the bottle. He's having a bit of trouble. Oh. Oh, there we go. Well, that's a sound, isn't it? Right. Lovely. Well, you can just about hear that fizzing. Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, look that is a there. head and a half, that, isn't it? It's all head and uh, no drink. Right, okay, now. What is this one called? Okay, this is uh, Bateman's. Bateman's are uh, oh, right, okay. a huge brewery, brewery yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Lincolnshire. Bateman's gold medal winning beer. This is a combined harvest uh, at 4.7%, Johnny. Okay. Um, this is going to get you where you want to go sooner or later. Um, it's a multi-grain beer. Now, look, the reason I picked this off the shelf is because it looks a bit like lager. Yeah, yeah, you felt safer with that, did you? I did, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, I, I know there are some... Um, it's Sam, Sam Smith's now, are they uh, Lincolnshire Brewery, Johnny? I'm, oh, no, I'm asking no, you because right. I believe you to be an expert. <laughs> I don't know where they're based. There's a lot of them down in London, so I don't know if they're down there somewhere. No, no, no. But when you go into that Widow Cullen's well, and uh, you say they don't do any They standard. only sell their own stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they say, oh, yeah, we've got Sam Smith's lager. Mm. <sighs> But anyway, hasten to add, this is not a lager. Uh, this is, if you can get, I'm going to pass this over to you, Johnny. We need to be okay. careful with the equipment here. But right, uh, right, yep. uh, if you can get your nose through that, the, uh, the oh, I could never work in a pub. Could I look at the state of that? Um, so, what do you think? Hmm, that's nice. Very, very malty. Um, yeah. The smell, the smell, the smell would probably put you off if you were just smelling it. Okay, well, have, a, have a sniff of that. I just poured myself uh, a small dose here. Again, we'd like to encourage our audience to uh, to drink responsibly. Uh, okay, just have a... Yeah, that smells probably... <laughs> probably right. So unlike the one we tried previously, uh, it's, it's, it's not inviting already, uh, which might might be the opposite, might it? I might enjoy the taste like this one, yeah, and the aftertaste it. of this. Here goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No. No, no, you're no, not you're, a convert, are you? No, I'm not. Um, which kind of worries me here because I think you're going to finish off all of these bottles tonight, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is fine. So you'll be walking That's out. My plan all along. Okay. Lincoln A to Z. And now it's time to hear from the poet and philosopher, Trevor Davis. He's now going to give us his view of our South Highcombe E23 grid. E23 South Highcombe. I've often thought there should be more to South Highcombe. It's only a postage stamp sized place. Blink and you've missed it. When you see the size of North Highcombe, it makes you think that the bit of South Highcombe you can see must be just the tip of the iceberg. It isn't, though. I imagine South Highcombe to be a much posher version of North Highcombe. Something like the stockbroker belt of the area, with high-walled gardens surrounding large mansions with tennis courts, swimming pools, and maybe even the occasional helicopter landing pad. Each morning, the chauffeur-driven Rolls-Royces appear as the electric gates open and the owners are driven to work in the grand metropolis of Lincoln. What they do for a living there, I know not. Maybe they are international art dealers or Bitcoin speculators. Dodgy business, if you ask me. Their mansions could be gone in a flash if the market crashes. Unless they're in the wives' name. (laughs) Better keep them sweet. I don't think it's like that at all, mind you. It does have a lot of fields, and in the summer I've seen a combine harvester working in the area. I like combine harvesters, for some reason. A combine harvester makes you feel content. The harvest is being gathered in for another year, and there shall be bread on the table. Yay! They like their bread in South Highcombe. Excellent. Thanks to Trevor Davis. Uh, As always, he's doing uh, one of those every single 50, well, each of our 52 grids uh, that we're covering here on Lincoln A to Z. Uh, okay, Johnny, now you're trying to force some more uh, more beer on me, which I, I know to the, uh, the the passing listener, that sounds uh, uh, sounds like a, a busman's holiday, really, but it's not because this is kind of real ale grown in the county, uh, brewed in the county, and um, really not my well, cup of tea. I was going to use as a phrase, but it's not really it, is it? Uh, Johnny, what are you uh, forcing down my neck right now? Okay, this one is a Tom Woods Lincoln Gold brewed right here in Lincolnshire. This is uh, using barley grown in the walls of Lincolnshire. Uh, it's described as a, a very Moorish bitter that has a, a <laughs> we'll, we'll find out with a fruity aroma, 
a slightly zesty flavour with citrus notes, <laughs> but retaining authentic malt characteristics. So okay, right. see if you agree with that. Well, I've just had a, a quick taste there. The, the, the snorting was me trying to laugh uh, uh, while keeping that uh, in, mm. inside. And uh, by far my favourite. That is delicious. That's really nice. Well, it's nice it, it's it, got yeah. a lovely, a lovely sweet smell to it. Uh, mm. It's palatable. I can, I can drink that. Maybe <laughs> this is it. Maybe this is the the, the one that turns me. Is it the gateway drug? Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. You're getting me in on this, and then yeah. uh, then later on uh, we'll be going for the, the combined harvest. Um, <laughs> and you're, I mean, you're just pouring that down your neck with gay abandon, aren't you? I mean, you're, <laughs> but is, is this, so you like this kind of stuff? Is this, do, you, do you have this in your shopping? Is this the kind of thing you eat? Oh, oh yeah, eat, I, like, I love it, yeah. Most Christmases I get a big bag um, full of uh, all bag. these different beers. You get beer uh, in a bag? Well, you know, a, a big a stocking, a stocking full of um, different beers so I can try them out. I just like, as I said earlier, I like trying new things. You do, you do, don't you? And no, uh, that's I'm, the great I'm... thing about ales. There's so many different ones. You'll never run out of new ones to try. Okay. Right. Um, now, the next one I've brought in, uh, and, and purely by name alone, uh, this, and is, this is another Batemans. You can see, one, I went into a supermarket and thought, right, okay, uh, what do I know? I know Batemans. And this is called Dark Lord. Johnny, tell me about Dark Lord. Mm, that's, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not a massive fan of dark ales. Okay. They're a little more... Um, Great name, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. If, if the ale we've just had... You know, is is the Benz by Radiohead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this th- this is probably Amnesiac. Um, it's not, it's not quite King of Limbs, okay. but it's probably Kid A or Amnesiac. Okay, so what you're saying is it's out there, isn't it? It's it's kind of middle of mm. the the complication ladder, you know. Now for me, hmm. uh, that is probably my second favourite. Well, you do surprise me. Of I, the I, evening, I, thought yeah. I didn't think you'd like that. Um, I think just just because it's, it does taste so different and it's not so. Uh, biting and doesn't it doesn't taste like the fields to me that uh, like the, uh, the maybe the combined harvest we had earlier did. yeah yeah um they're, they're, they're probably a bit more i, I, I don't know i think the last thing i want to say uh, is is accuse them of using chemicals and adding things like that to it uh, which I, I i wouldn't have thought a brewery like this would uh, but it, it it steered more to my uh, manner of drinking um peculiar <laughs> peculiar ales uh, that is uh, yeah yeah, I like that one, Johnny. I'm going to stick with that. The second favourite. So uh, uh, we're going to do some kind of ranking here. Uh, Tom Woods, isn't it? Tom Woods is the is, is, your is, favourite. Is out and yeah, out winner yeah. for me. What about you? I, I did like that combined harvester one. That was, that was very nice. Okay, well that's all yours. You win that. Excellent. Lincoln A to Z. And uh, that's it. That's the end of this program. But also the end of series four of. Lincoln A to Z. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank Treff uh, and Joe and uh, everyone we've interviewed and uh, spoken to and anyone who's helped contribute uh, via some of the, uh, the local Facebook uh, site. We really appreciate anybody's help uh, in our quest to go around these 52 randomly selected grids and find stuff. Now there is, of course... One glaring omission from our programme this evening. Produced locally, and they taste very nice indeed. Quavers. How could we miss quavers?